1: Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is June 2nd, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host, we have Jim Klug. Jim served for 19 months in Vietnam and is a Purple Heart recipient. He now holds the position of National Historian for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. Good morning, sir.
2: Good morning, Gary. Always a blessing to be with you.
1: All right. Now, again, if any of you missed our last week's show, be sure to listen to it in our archive section right on the American Heroes And Jim, last week we interviewed Laura Herzog. She's the founder and CEO for Honoring Our Fallen. They have actually served. more than 400 military families. They assisted more than 125 families during the hero's transfer of Dignified Remains and launched a bereavement program in 2012 that supported more than 100 of our hero children. Their support ranges from media, uh, media relations, retreats, gold star families, and more. Just be sure to listen to the show. Great resources. Jim, did you hear about the Pentagon?
2: Yes, well, you know what I got a package, but I returned it to sender, so I didn't get it <laughs> yeah,
1: by the way, they have a job opening maybe we need somebody to lift the <laughs> envelopes the <laughs> <laughs> there you go not me <laughs> yeah uh, again, you know uh they, they're saying it was army's mistake that they shipped anthrax uh, actually, they shipped it they they now added another country on uh twenty four laboratories in in eleven states and two foreign country- well actually three foreign co- uh, not foreign, but they have South Korea, Australia, and now Canada. Beautiful. The broadening scope of the problem suggests more extensive flaws in procedure used by the Army's Dugway Proving Ground. Jim, have you ever heard of the Dugway Proving Ground?
2: Yes, I have. I I don't know where it is, but that's a kind of a normal, uh, you know, you know, military facility, and it's a uh, I think it's their lab facilities where they do all of this type of
1: testing. Uh huh. It actually been there since 1942 in Utah. Wow. 1942. That is. Yeah, is. That is. And and what it is is going it, to tell you a little bit about it. it. It's actually a gated community, home to 1,400 residents. Um, there is an estimated 300 miles of road around Dugway. Wow. But the residents have clearance to a fraction of the secret area around the mysterious place. Some people claim that Dugway is the new Area 51, and the U.S. government's secret programs are hiding extra, <laughs> extraterrestrial <laughs> technology that could uh, liberate us from actually all our fossil fuel-based uh, dependencies for our, on our energy. So, Jim, do you believe it or not, there was a story over the weekend uh, on the History Channel talking about Dugway, and... Uh, uh mentioning it you know being the the, the other area 51
2: <laughs> well who knows you know it's one of those things that we can't even figure out what's happening
1: today in DC let alone what's happening out there <laughs> i don't know so <laughs> that's who knows? true that's pretty true.
2: pretty secret i bet
1: <laughs> yeah that that that's whole story is pretty interesting uh, so. <clears throat> well Don't forget to visit the American Heroes Network Radio Archive Library of radio shows. We have created a veterans resource that is truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources, events, anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Let's get to our guest. Today's show titled is very, something very important, since somebody has to sit down and think about this, is POWs, MIAs, are we forgetting? Jim, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest?
2: Well, again, uh, Gary, thank you for that opportunity, and I've got to start off by saying Hugh's my friend. So I'm going to introduce Hugh Crawford. Uh, Hugh uh, enlisted in the Army in 1965, and his basic training, NAIT, took place at Fort Ord, California. After his basic training, guess what is an is an army fireman he was deployed to vietnam to the Tui wall Air uh... airstrip as a fireman however three short months later Hugh recognized that that wasn't quite what he wanted to do in vietnam so he uh... took a little walk over to a helicopter battalion uh, headquarters and strange as it may seem for some of us that have been there he volunteered to be a door gutter if you could imagine and right. so so <laughs> Hugh did that, and his commitment was strong because he saw these uh these uh i 'd say for all of us that were there, we call them the heroes of the air. Well, Hugh uh volunteered, and uh, uniquely enough, the very next day he went on his first combat mission and uh Hugh served out the balance of his time there in Vietnam, his remaining nine months as a helicopter door gunner and I think one of Hugh's favorite sayings is that uh, his kneecaps and his M60 machine gun were his uh, his protection against all of the tracers and RPGs and everything else that was flying at him in you know at it, it tremendous volume. So a little fast forward, then uh, he returned home in 1967 and served uh, his remaining time at Fort Lewis, Washington, and upon his discharge. Hugh went into college and earned a law enforcement degree, and then in 1971, Hugh took his first job as a deputy sheriff here in Oregon. Three years later, he moved to Medford, Oregon, and joined the Jackson County Sheriff's Department. That's where Hugh stayed for the remaining time of his 31 years total time as a law enforcement officer. And again, I've got to say it is my privilege and honor to welcome Hugh Crawford to our show today.
1: Welcome, sir. Thank you
2: both.
3: And yeah, I, I sit and listen to that and go, holy cow, that
1: was a lot of time <laughs> to be a cop. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, sure. Well, it's, it's all worth it. Yeah, uh, you know we uh, have to bring out all your all your knowledge and uh, that that brings up a good question you know we're going to be talking about the POW and MIA's uh, flag uh, today um, why don't you tell us where and when you realized that the PO, POW MIA flag was not being displayed like it should be
3: well it's not just a simple answer but
1: uh, I participated, being
3: a Vietnam veteran, in the motorcycle run to the to the wall from LA to DC, and uh, to be there, to be at the uh, Vietnam Wall on Memorial Day in 2013. Well, that, that is a very patriotic event, and everything you do in that run to the wall is very patriotic, uh, uh, and. Uh, during your day of riding across America, you stop and see war memorials, you stop at VA hospitals, everywhere I went. And I was starting to notice this POWMI flag. The Run for the Wall group themselves uh, display the POWMI flag everywhere they go. <clears throat> anyway, uh, you're seeing it all the time. And I've always known what it was, but uh, never really thought about it that much. Uh, we get all the way to West Virginia, and uh, there's a war memorial at the state capitol right in front of the capitol building, and uh, we go out and we see this war memorial, and then the governor of the state and one other gentleman come out and give us a speech about West Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, they point out that the POWMI flag flies every day in front of their state capitol 365 days a year, 24-7. And I thought, man, that was really something special. And uh, I got thinking about Oregon, my home state, and I thought, you know, Oregon can do this. You know, if I, I'm going to try and make it happen. So I get very determined at that point, sitting on the lawn and my motorcycle riding gears, <laughs> gear in West Virginia, that I'm going to try this. So I go from there to, on to Washington, D.C. I'm still so determined. I buy two POWMI flags, uh, one to take fly at my home, and the other one I uh, plan to, if I got the job done, see a fly at the Oregon State Capitol.
2: Wow. Wow. Right. That's, so... Uh... Uh, we're going to save the the flying on the Capitol because that's going to. I think uh, most are at uh, least wise here in Southern Oregon. Uh, most know what's happened, Hugh. But uh, so, why is this? Why it, this is important? But how? Wh- what caused you to to uh, to recognize that commitment necessary? Why is it so important? Why was it important to you to do this? I think it's a, it's mostly. A
3: respect thing. Uh, these people who are have been uh, prisoners of war and uh, are missing in action, who are probably from war so long ago, you know, they're not coming home realistically. Right. They're, prob- they're probably deceased. But I, I think it's a thing of respect. And uh, that was the biggest thing that I wanted our state, my state, to show that respect.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I just can't see, you know, all of these families, they don't have closure. And that is tough. We have to remember them. We can't forget them.
3: Well, that flag, what it stands for. Is as a constant reminder of the to let people know to not forget them, and uh, that's part of the flag's motto. But it's I think that was the big one of the biggest reasons why I did this
1: was just respect for my veterans that didn't come home. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. That's unreal. Is it more important today, considering the way history? is actually being rewritten well uh, i think it's.
3: i think it It's probably more important than it's ever been Uh, uh... i'm a very conservative person and myself and i think it's important to recognize what our military has given us and people should know this and uh... I think it's uh, a big issue, and uh, I'm a child of the parents of the World War II generation, and boy, they were very. My parents were both very patriotic, and uh, I think things have changed, and and I would. This is something that will hopefully uh, bring a little patriotism and respect to our. Missing in Action, and
1: POWs. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our sponsor advertising page to see businesses that support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back.
4: By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes.
0: please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. Now, back to our program.
1: Welcome back. We're here with our guest Hugh Crawford, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I- you know you might be asking yourself, "Is this all worth it?" Uh, I I, pull, I went to the Department of Defense website and I pulled some numbers off. Uh, again, they might be one or two off, <laughs> but this is this is what we should really consider. During World War II, the service personnel not recovered following World War II is 73,515. Wow. Now think about it, that's families. Okay, families that, will, that don't have closure. What's going on? We need, to, we need to keep this, you know, so we don't forget. The Korean War, the number that are accounted for in POWs, MIAs, are 305. The unaccountables are 7,588. Wow. Now the Vietnam War, POW MIA accounted for uh, 1,663 unaccounted for 1,596. These numbers are staggering. We need to keep that flag active and, w- and like we discussed earlier, th- we all understand that you know it's been a long time. Uh, there's just no way um, those MIAs and POWs are still around we have to allow the families closure on this, and I think by flying the flag, uh, the way you was talking about it, uh, is necessary. Yeah, I do too, Gary. Uh, Hugh, when you uh, so th- that just
2: brings up the question, Hugh. You returned from your uh trip on the to the wall in uh, Washington, D.C., the uh, ride, and uh, so what happened? what did you do when you got home to uh, southern Oregon?
3: Well, the first thing I wanted to do was find out if our state capitol was flying that flag. So I called the state capitol and uh, learned that our our capital was not flying that flag at all. Uh, then I started getting educated about the flag, and one of the greatest contacts I made it was the National League of POWMIA families. And they were very supportive. They helped me get information about it, and... Uh, they provide me a lot of statistics that Gary is just reading and uh, it was a learning process there was no guidebook to this for me uh, I'm a member of the Veterans of Foreign Wars and I talked to my local post commander in my post and told them what I wanted to do and they became very supportive instantly uh, I eventually got statewide support through the Veterans of Foreign Wars Realizing how important veterans groups are, and it was a great way to, to get numbers for supports, I started contacting all the other major veterans groups in Oregon, like uh, the Marine Corps League, the Order of the Purple Heart, American Legion, and other groups. Boy, I had instant support and I was getting large numbers of, <coughs> of veterans. To support this project, and uh, I needed a legislator to help me out. And, and <laughs> lucky for me, uh, our post has a life member who is a a legislator at the Oregon State Capitol. He's a state representative, and his name's uh, Sal Esquivel. and I went to him and told him what I wanted to do, and he liked it immediately. and uh, he says, we'll do it, but it's going to take time. And I don't know about you guys, but way back someplace in early high school or, or late grammar school, they told you how these legislative procedures work and everything. Boy, I'd forgotten it all. <laughs> so <laughs> Esquivel had to guide me through. You know, maybe it was the eighth grade when they told you how a bill gets through. Boy, I'll tell you what, I'd forgotten it all. And uh, with his help, and help of other veterans groups uh, and this is a little plug for Jim here uh Jim has been very active assisting me on this and uh we we gotten acquainted over this uh i I get instant help, I'm going places I'm doing things and but boy, I'll tell you, there was no guidebook. I was stumbling going in circles for a while
2: on it
1: I bet I bet, yeah,
2: but you know what uh. Gary, and uh, for the audience. Uh, Hugh had uh, one thing that is absolutely paramount and uh, we'll talk about how others can duplicate what Hugh has done, but what it took and what Hugh brought to the dogfight was absolute commitment to getting the job done. And he kept on dogging this project and kept on opening knocking on doors and looking for ways by which to accomplishment, accomplish this. And uh, the success is overwhelming. Hugh is... Uh, You know, you look at uh, anybody that served, and even those that, because of the POW MIA families, anybody could do this. In any state, all you have to do is recognize the fact that this nation owes a a, a debt of gratitude to every single veteran that went on and uh, served this nation, and particularly those in a combat environment, and the fact that missing inactions are going to happen. POWs are going to happen. That's a foregone conclusion. This nation cannot afford, and we as citizens of this nation cannot afford to uh, allow this to be put on the back burner. It's something that needs to be kept there. And it's uh, something so important that I'm so proud of what Hugh has done. And again, like you will be the first to say, yes, with a lot of help from a lot of veterans and a lot of the community members, but it takes somebody like you to light the fire and keep it burning and make this happen.
1: That's right. That's right. You know what's going to happen. Uh, We can't. We can't forget about uh, POWs, MIA's. Uh, What's going to happen when it's our time?
2: Yep.
1: Okay. Are they going to forget us too? We can't allow this to happen. Well, you know what? um, I mean
2: that disparity that happens there. That's part of the total, you know, um, psyche of our nation. If we hold these veteran patriots. It highest esteem, regardless whether we know them or not no higher uh, accolades could be paid to them in and respect than the fact to have a full accounting and I've got to throw in every year uh, we seem to uh, have the absolute privilege and honor of being in Pearl Harbor on December 7th and the J-PAC at Hickam Airfield and that's the world's largest forensic laboratory and it is It's inspiring to see when they bring in so much as a hair or two or a tooth and they'll research and they'll come out with the identity of that um, military person that has been missing for upwards of 70 years and they identify them. And for their families that are still remaining and for this nation, that's an honor and that's something very special that we need to make you know, a a special note to. It is happening. We're one of the few nations in the world that will do this, and I'm
1: proud of what the United States does. Yes. Now, Hugh, as far as the support, I see that you, you know, the VFW gave you uh, support as a military fraternal organization. What other uh, organizations helped support this cause? Uh, Well, uh, I can name
3: all the uh, military ones, but it's... If you want or but the as far as civilian groups, I didn't really approach them because I was looking for big, big numbers. But I'll tell you, uh, the local Rotary Club wants me to speak to them about this. Uh, you know, uh, they were ready to give me support. But really what I wanted to do was take veterans information to our state capitol and say this many veterans want it. But uh, everybody that I contacted was so supportive of this. I, it made me real proud of the people that that I, I talked to about it. They thought it was great, you know. So anyway, uh,
1: the state I, representatives, know. the state Pardon? representatives, and, the state representatives and yeah. senators, they were a big help also.
3: Oh yeah! In fact. Uh, I went around the state capitol prior to uh, the bill being voted on and uh, had, and and met every state representative and senator in the Oregon state capitol or went to their office. It, uh, it, everyone was
2: supportive when I walked in and said what I was doing. Isn't that amazing? You know what, and when I was there with you the uh, last time, uh, along with Larry Rupp, who's uh, a Vietnam uh, um, uh Company commander uh, and served in Vietnam with uh, incredible uh, recognition for his valor. Um, it was interesting as we were walking because we were in our blazers and our uh, fraternal caps and such. And uh, you should have seen the nods we got from those walking down the Capitol uh, Rotunda area and they're waiting to go into a conference room where I've got to say, he stu- stood up and uh, went before the uh, hearings uh, committee along with another. Uh, DFW member and, uh, and, uh, and I got to be then too. I couldn't, uh, when the, the offer was given, is there anybody else that would like to testify? You have to testify, you have to stand up for those of our veterans uh, community that have not come home and uh, have, are still there as a POW or an MIA. And so the respect uh, that was commanded by this selfless effort in behalf of those that are unnamed
1: uh, is recognized. Definitely, definitely. You was there any single action that you that you took to make this a little bit easier to obtain your goal? Well, the,
3: the one single action probably was getting a state representative's assistance. That was Good. a single thing. And as yep. far as other anybody else would want to do this thing, uh, I'm going to volunteer. Uh, if, they, if anybody wants to go through American Herald's network there and through you, Gary, um, uh-huh. if they want to make contact with me, I'll be glad to sit and talk to anybody uh, mm-hmm. and tell them what I went and did and, and make suggestions. It's, that's right. it's not going to be easy, but it's worth it.
1: And that's all they have to do is, uh, uh, here's an email address, Hugh, that's H-U-G-H at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Beautiful.
2: Okay. okay. Boy, boy I'll tell you what, talk about special, Hugh. I mean, you got your own <laughs> website. I don't have my own website. No, no, email, start. email. Oh, me, email. Computers, I, mean. I will fight I with email. computers,
1: but we'll, I'll certainly try and help anybody.
2: Well, right. you're worthy of that, uh, Hugh. Uh, we're proud of you, my friend. Yeah. Hello? And if
1: they con if they contact anybody else, uh, we can just uh always uh f- still forward those uh, t- to you. You do have an email, right you? Oh, yeah. Jim's got okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. That's all it yeah. that counts. Yeah. Okay. What kind of reception did you get from the state senators and representatives? they were I mean, they were 100% behind you, correct?
3: Everybody that I went to at the state capitol, walking around to the state capitol, was absolutely positive. And I, and I went from office to office uh, with my personal card with the house bill on it and little POWMIA pins and uh, uh, said, you know, I'm the guy behind this bill. I hope you'll support it. Thank you very much. And everybody, I, sometimes I didn't get to talk to the To the senators or the state representatives because they were busy, but even I did talk to some of them, but their aides that assisted them in the office, it was all a positive reaction.
1: Well, you know that's great. That's great. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television?
4: Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com.
0: If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program.
1: Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Hugh Crawford, Cindy Crawford's dad. I'm only kidding. <laughs> 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 all right. Yeah. Now, Jim, you had a question uh, when we were on break. Why don't you go ahead and ask that?
2: Yes, uh, Hugh. Uh, what happened uh, when, after all of the, uh, you know, uh, contact with all the senators and reps and then uh, all the hearings, uh, you know, uh, discovery and everything else, what happened when the bill to uh, fly the uh, MIA flag on all state buildings? What happened in the sta- uh, House and the Senate? Well, uh,
3: we had a hundred percent in favor of every time the bill was voted on. Uh, there was no split, uh, which I, I am not an expert on this, but it certainly seems that the you know you get one side and the other side in that vote, somebody's going to have a descending vote. It didn't happen. Every minute. time it was that's, voted on, it was hundred percent for it, so boy, thats got astounded. Gotta,
2: yeah, that's got to be a, a world record. I mean, for any bill to pass with hundred percent on both sides of the uh, of the political party in both houses, that's uh,
1: pretty phenomenal uh, I was impressed, yeah, I'm impressed. Well, who wrote the bill? I mean who wrote... bill scare me well <laughs> you know they' all here now out... i I relied upon the state representative okay, and he
3: has special people that help him write it, and the bill is written by him. We originally uh asked for the for the the bill that, to fly at the Oregon state capitol because i uh, I wasn't thinking in a broader spectrum he He put on the bill. Uh, other public buildings in Oregon, uh, state public buildings in Oregon. And so now all these other buildings in Oregon are also going to flat. But, you know, they have professionals that do this. Believe me, as I mentioned, uh, uh, I'd forgotten the process, did, you know, how each step is done, that I must have learned someplace, or I wouldn't have cla- passed the eighth grade or something. But uh, he knew, and he knew what to do, and I just follow his directions <laughs> That's yeah. about what yeah. I got.
1: Yeah. Well, the reason uh. I said that about a bill, you know, I'm surprised they didn't try fitting in that they get an extra day off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for watching it. Yeah. Well, it may have been yeah. thought of, but I, I want to give them the credit for good job, guys. I, without yeah, them, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have done it. So Definitely. Yeah. and anyway. Knowing that Oregon did it, I think every state out there could do it. Yeah. Well, I, except, uh, except there's one state, uh, Nebraska. They don't even have computers. so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I encourage it. I
3: know the West Virginia, Texas, and Montana do this. So and I, uh, the League of Families really don't have it documented, uh, all the states that do it. But I, I think we're probably the fourth state. That might be wrong. But that's my under, most understanding of it.
2: Wow, Hugh, you mentioned this earlier on as we started our program that when you were uh, there in Washington D.C. and the uh, some of the you know uh, individuals that follow the the bikers as they're on their you know thousand mile trek across the United States, multi thousand uh, trek across the United States, that there are vendors that follow, and you purchased two POWMIA flags. Uh, tell me where both of those flags are right now and what you intend to do with them. Well, my original intent
3: was to fly one of them at the home and one of them to, at the, the state capitol, if, in fact, we got the bill passed and got it done. Uh, my VFW post, uh, had just, uh, purchased and got a new building and, uh, they were putting up a flagpole out front, and I offered the one that I'd planned for my home to the VFW post. It went there. Uh, I've told the state representative about the flag that I planned to, one, to fly at the state capitol. If it passed, it's been made arrangements that that flag is going to be used in the flag ceremony, and the flag that I brought all the way across America and the saddlebags of motorcycles going to fly at the Oregon state capitol which thrills me. I just oh, you know
2: that's I don't know how
3: it, you can think something like that and it actually comes true. I wish I had to think of that about the lottery and
2: have it come true. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. There you go. Well, Hugh, I've got, and Gary I've got to throw this out uh, yesterday in the uh We're in southern Oregon. Hugh and I both live here uh, where God vacations most of the year. And uh, there's a large local newspaper here called the Medford Mail Tribune. And on the front page of yesterday's newspaper, right in the very middle of it, it says, Never forget, Central Point Vet ensures Oregon will fly the POW MIA flag. And there's the picture in there is done beautifully. It's got Hugh out in front of his house, where guess what? There's a flagpole, and there's an American flag, and I guess what's right below it? The POWIA flag. And it's a good story. It's a good story. And it, it talks about the journey of a dedicated uh, patriotic veteran that still is willing to defend and protect this nation, as well as to not forget those that have served and given that that we all feared the most. And I've got to say, the second big heading down there that Hugh says all the time, he says... His biggest fear was most that he would become a POW, and he says that was a terrifying thought.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, are you are you a biker? Are you? Yeah, I, I ride. All right. Uh, you know the I think the one of the biggest groups out there what is Rolling Thunder? Um, you know they there's quite a few of them that fly the uh, the POW, MIA flag riding right oh, bikes. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Hey, I'm going Gary, I want to tell you about a big
3: reward I got out of this. It oh, was a, great. And great. all this effort and everything, everybody's told me thank you a lot. Well, when this hit oh. the paper yesterday morning, I got a couple of friends called and said, gee, I saw your picture in the paper and good job. And uh, a total stranger called me. His name is Walter Haynes. He says, I'm 96 years old. I'm a World War II veteran, and I want to thank you for what you did with the flag. And, and I was taking him I says, well, uh, you know, tell me more about yourself. Well, I want you to know that I was a prisoner of war in World War II and spent three years as a prisoner of war in a Japanese prison camp. Wow. And, and he wanted to thank me. I was so impressed. He gave me the reward of this that just made me feel really good. And I certainly appreciated his thank you. If I got to a, a man that was a, has been a prisoner of war,
2: and he appreciated I've done the right thing. Exactly. Wow. Boy, you figure a uh, thousand and ninety-five days in hell as a POW. And uh, whether he was captured by the Japanese or by the Germans, it was hell. All right. Well, I have plans
3: uh, Thursday to meet and have lunch with Walter. <laughs> so,
2: I, all right. Uh, so I'm <laughs> going to get to meet this guy. Isn't that wonderful? Wow that's going to be quite a meeting you know and then yeah. to uh you along with that in our breakfast group that we uh have in fact is uh just two weeks ago we were on the air with it we have frank hernandez uh who was captured in germany and then we have cordine and then you know he's a uh, longetti he's a uh, i mean these are two former pow's that are in our breakfast group every single week and tomorrow they'll be there and um they uh, they make us proud. I'll tell you what, there isn't a, a meeting that we uh, have that they don't bring credit to us because of their love and sacrifice for this nation.
1: Wow. Now, you said they're, what, both 92 years old?
2: Yes, both of them. Uh, I think they're pushing the at the high side of 92, maybe 93 years of age at this point. And they are... Uh, They are strong individuals. Frank is suffering a little bit uh, with some medical uh, challenges right now, but by and large, and Cordean is as strong as, and you just, you know, Google his name and uh, you're going to fill up an entire page with that man's background as well as Frank's. We're proud of our veterans and we're proud of all veterans, but I'll tell you what, there's a special place in every veteran's heart for those that have been captured and were able to live through all of that, still rejoin and and come back into, uh, you know, the world and, uh, take on their role as a citizen.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, what's, uh, you feel, you feel real good, don't you, you about what you, what you actually oh, yeah. accomplished there? Uh, that reward of that, uh,
3: guy calling me and, and telling me, uh, thank you. That was the prisoner of war was absolutely the icing on the cake. I feel I, I've done something worthwhile for our missing in action and POWs, and uh, it was a it was a long, hard, and sometimes frustrating job, but it absolutely has
2: been worth doing. So. You know, Hugh, um, I've got to say that you know your unselfish uh, effort in this and the way you dedicated yourself, because uh, through the the last, those, I'd say. You know, almost a year I've watched Hugh work on this and heard the stories and, and listened to the progress as he'd share with us every morning uh, as we'd meet with the Veterans Breakfast Group. And um, I've got to say, probably amongst some other pretty substantial efforts that Hugh has been able to accomplish, I'm sure this will be ranked right up there that Hugh's going to carry this and he uh, will be remembered and not forgotten, just like the article, Never, Never Forget. You will not be forgotten for his uh, dedication and focus upon doing something so meaningful for so many.
1: That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Wow. Uh, now, do you encourage you? I know you do. Uh, you do encourage other veterans uh, uh, in each and every state out there to do the same thing that you did. Correct? Yeah. To move this and forward, as I said, I encourage it, and I'll.
3: Uh, i am glad to talk to them about what I did. And if somebody wants to talk to me, yeah, I I support it 100%. You know, I think it's really
2: worth doing. It's not going to be easy, but it's really worth doing. Beautiful. All right. And that's, again, at Hugh at American
1: Heroes Radio. uh, No, AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Dot com. There you go. There you go. Sorry. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Are there any business owners out there? Would you be interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. By the way, they are national. Give Josh a call right now. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back.
0: if you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now,
1: back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Hugh Crawford. And uh, Hugh Crawford. I just want you to know that the American Heroes Network stands ready to help in any way that we possibly can and that includes any other any other state that uh, approaches their senators or congressmen whatever it takes to get that flag flying everywhere okay and, uh, you had a question there Jim well
2: uh, Hugh uh, so where are we right now what's happening next in the state of Oregon uh, with the bill that uh, did pass as you said what's happening next
3: well, the, the governor, I guess, had the official signing of the bill, and she signed it to make it law in Oregon. The way I understand it now, it is this, that is the law of Oregon. But uh, the uh, state representative uh, wanted a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Jim? A, a okay. signing that, go ahead.
2: Yeah, formal ceremony
3: yeah, a ceremony assignment. And what is planned, and we're going to organize some veterans to go to that. And I may ask this gentleman, Mr. Haynes, who called me the other day. He seems to be in pretty good shape if he'd like to attend that. Wow, Wow. uh, that would be something. uh, uh, I'm going to try and get at least some representation of all the veterans groups, uh, even a few vets from each one of those groups that supported it to go to that signing, and uh, we're going to do that. And they tell me that they're going to fly the POWMI flag at the Oregon State Capitol that I'm giving to Oregon, and that's going to thrill me. And
2: uh, it should be pretty well wrapped up after that. Wow. Wow. Amazing. I mean, Hugh, congratulations. I mean, I say that with all sincerity. You're a good friend. You're a good uh, patriot, and... uh, You've done nothing but uh, show the true side of what uh, real service is about when you're willing to give two years of your life to do something that is absolutely necessary to happen in every single state. And then to take it even now a step further, you're still willing to be part of this uh,
1: effort to help others to do exactly what you've done. Definitely definitely. Now, I know this wasn't planned, but I'd like to more or less uh, summarize uh, between um, uh, Jim and and Hugh. Uh, Maybe you can come up with some type of steps, a a generic thing, how our listeners can approach what should they do first, what should they do second um, uh, in order to get this thing rolling in their state. It's
3: just a a simple thing, and find out what your, if you're first find out what your state is doing it there has been it was mandated uh, by congress that the flag fly federally uh 6 6 days a year and uh, and these are like veterans day day memorial day 4th of july and, and uh these these uh 6 days a year uh, find out if your your state's doing that. If not, find yourself a uh, a state representative, a senator, or someone who will assist you. I think that is the. These are professional people who know how to get to the, the bill, and uh, I think those the, those are paramount things. And uh, get other veterans groups behind you. They're supporting. They want this, too. And if you can show those veterans groups in numbers, I went I went to the head of each one of these veterans groups in the state of Oregon and asked for a letter of support, and they all provided them for me, saying all that right. the Marine Corps League supports this of Oregon. Uh, the Order of the Purple Heart of Oregon supports this. I didn't ask for, for national because this was an Oregon issue. And... Uh, I think that it worked, it, it, it was done here with that, and that's a, a good thing. i want to throw in one thing, you know, we talked about the six days a year the flag is flown, and it struck me, you asked me why it's important uh, earlier, and I didn't, I didn't put this in there, that flag is, was mandated to fly six, six days a year, and I was questioned about that, isn't that good enough? No these POWs and MIAs are not POWs and MIAs six days a year and then Our they have to go home for the rest of the year they're yeah. 24/7 365 and uh that's what I wanted and now we're doing it in Oregon 24/7 365 not just six days i think that's important
1: definitely i do too yeah so that's the final step. I, again, you, you went around to, like you said, to, to these organizations within the state. Uh, I know that everyone uh, probably lives within a mile or two of a VFW post. <laughs> They're so popular out there, yeah. uh, and, and that would be a start from Then You could find out from them where the other organizations are. Uh, sure.
3: In my, in my local area of the county I live in, there's many different posts of, of veterans groups. And I honestly did not know that some of these things even existed, and uh, I went to the post and and told them what I wanted and asked them if they could get me a letter of support. And I went to the local guy, you know, down the road in in the in the American Legion post and said, "This is what I need," and they complied. And I went and to the guy that's the head of the or the Purple Heart who happened to have known through my career in law enforcement because he was a police officer also and I said this is what I need and they're happy to go get it they're you know they're you know this is get help from other veterans they they want to support this they like it right so I think that's the best advice I can give anybody Mm
1: -hmm.
2: all right and Jim well Hugh uh, congratulations congratulations uh for rallying uh, all the veterans organizations here in Southern Oregon, and in fact, is in the entire state of Oregon, as you've done. And uh, Godspeed on this effort for all those that are listening. Get her done, you know, because it can happen. If you can do it, and that's not a misstatement, or I should say an understatement of Hugh's uh, commitment. If one can do it, others can do it. And Hugh did it. And uh, by golly, other states need to
1: follow suit and get her done. Thanks, Hugh. Yes, thank you, you. And again, anybody with any questions, feel free to uh, email Hugh at the American Her- now at com. And uh, um, right now we're going to have a couple minutes left to you, and uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show, and again, congratulations on your accomplishment there. Uh, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Gosh, I, know, I don't know.
3: There, you know, it's, it's been quite a lot. Of effort and time, and it's it's, crossed over two years in this project. Wow. I'd say if I could share one, you know, something. Sure. Don't give up, keep going on it. There were some times I wondered if it was really going to happen, you know, and you won't know until you go all the way through the process at your state capital if they're going to vote thumbs up, thumbs down. But and I would hold my breath when, uh, 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 it would go to a vote and for us, it was a hundred percent all the way, but don't give up, you know, stay with it and, and stay, uh, with other veterans on it and you'll get help.
2: All
1: right. That's what, that's all that counts. And Jim?
2: Yep. Again, uh, Gary, great show. Uh, I hope we've, uh, encourage those that are listening uh, families and veterans out there family members of veterans and and patriots across this nation get her done because it can be done and it's something that needs to be done uh and again uh i'm proud to live in a state where this happened and uh to join those other few states that have gotten it done already godspeed on the effort and
1: thanks again hugh okay All right. thank you hugh
3: if you thank you for any... having me on
1: your show all right. If you missed any of our shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24 7 on American Heroes Network Radio.com. And yes, you can hear all the archived shows right off your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime. Anywhere and on any device. I'm your host Gary Ray signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel. And we'll see you next week.
0: Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at eight a.m. Pacific Time, eleven a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are
2: You're the backbone of our nation Thanks to you we're living free We're a quilted man